Welcome to Material, a show all about the Google and Android universe hosted on the Relay FM network. This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. And yes, listeners, you can celebrate Yasmin is back. And because she's back, she's just going to do the entire show uh, all by herself. And uh, Randy and Ronald are not going to be a part of this show. Uh, And the whole episode is just going to be about me talking about how wonderful Android Wear is and how much I love my Google Home. Uh, Yeah, no, I listened to the episode. I listened to the episode, guys. Yasmin was yelling at you. You were right. I was yelling through through the speakers saying, Randy and Ronald, what is going on here? So customer engagement was through the roof. Is that what we're hearing? I, I think this is positive, Andy. I'm liking it. And yes, I do have my other co-host who will be, who will be speaking today, tech columnist Andy Hanako who is not saying anything. That's cool. That's cool. And app developer Russell Ivanovich. Uh, new Skype. Who dis? <laughs> well, I want to apologize. This was awkward. You know, uh, t- two weeks ago, the same week, I think we were recording the podcast or so, I was furloughed from my job and I thought that meant I couldn't work on anything. So like I was just, I left the podcast because I thought, hey, I'm furloughed. I'm no longer working. I'm done, right? By the way, ben, Yasmin, I'm glad you am I the only person in the world who has never heard that word before? Or the word furloughed? Furloughed. Uh, probably. It's uh, it's in the common in the states. Uh, so furloughed essentially means you are on unpaid leave, um, and this one's not for any of my doing. Uh, just uh, trying to get uh, stuff, get trying to get more work and stuff uh, settled. So yes, Yasmin is currently available for hire, um, and I can neither confirm the allegations that were brought to be brought to me by my co-host, uh, but all I can say. You know, you said that Yasmin slays. All I can say about that is if you need to get rid of bad user experiences, I am well skilled in various tools and am available for hire. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going with the Christmas joke. I thought that was going to be like a yes, Yasmin slays. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. As one of our uh, listeners suggested, you are Santa Claus. <laughs> yes, I have dressed as an elf before, but that's a different story for another day. <laughs> Is Andy, why isn't Andy saying anything? <laughs> I don't know. I think this is Andy's bit. I think he, he feels, I don't know. I I called him Randy on purpose. Randy, ah, I did that. Randy, Randy. Ronald, this, this could be the reason, Yasmin. This All is right, the while, reason. While Andy gives, maybe he's lost his voice, while he gears himself back up, I do have one quick follow-up, Yasmin, if I may, and then I'll let you monologue the rest of the show. Um, so on last week's show, I was complaining about still not getting a refund from Samsung. You'll never guess what happened the day after the show. Let's just pretend they listened to an unpublished show and they're like, oh, we need to get on this Russell business. I looked in our company bank account and there was 1,300 whatever it is, from Samsung. I got my refund. Woo-hoo, the saga How is over. How many phones did you buy? One phone. The Australian dollar is, is the Australian oh, dollar. Yeah, just, I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, what is happening there? Our money is well, worth g- less yay, than your money because we're money. not as good as you. But yes, <laughs> I, got, I got my refund. Uh, so listeners, you don't have to keep hearing about Samsung anymore. I'll never discuss this issue again. And, you know, it's funny you say that. I was uh, talking to my brother-in-law who listens to the show. And, uh, well, you know, he, he was saying nice things uh, about the show. And he mentioned that last episode uh, felt a, a bit less annoying and uh, pesky. And I was like, hey, that's because I wasn't on there. Come on. Uh, no, of course, uh, he was teasing because he's my older brother and I'm his pesky, annoying younger sister. So, yeah, I'm talking to you, Adrian, I'm talking to you. Uh, but he, he was actually saying that hearing you about all the Samsung stuff made him really hesitant because he's a Samsung user. And he's not like a devout Samsung user, like, oh, I want Sam-. Like, that's just the phone he, he gets with his carrier. And he was like, oh, man, hearing all this stuff that uh, Russell's going through with the exchange just makes me not very comfortable with uh, the whole experience and whether or not he wants to be a Samsung you know, supporter. And that's when I said... Pixel, I have a I have a phone for you, and I showed him my Pixel. Okay to speak. What is that? <laughs> so for those, yeah, none of you can see the video, obviously, but Andy has been yeah, furiously scribbling this. for the last fifteen minutes. So he's he's doing his best on busy thing, and he's now holding up a sign that says "Okay to speak" on what I believe is the iPad Pro, some giant tablety thing that Andy's holding. He's he's nodding. Yeah, this is going to make for a great audio podcast, Andy. 
Uh, he's still not speaking. Yes, of course you are. Okay, okay I'm sorry. Listen, you, you, I, I know I banished that... both of you from speaking because of all the terrible things you said about Android Wear and Google Home, but I think you've suffered enough. Let, let it be well. Let it be known that, like, of the two of us, I was the one who respected your demand that you be the only person who speak, as opposed <laughs> to some people who said that, well, we don't want, you know, it wasn't enough that, you know, you were muted for an entire week that was so so i'm sorry i'm sorry you're disappointed i thought you know, in you know i i all i don't think we said anything nasty about android wear and I, you know uh-huh uh-huh mm-hmm. i'm and still you, look, I'm, we- I'm wearing <laughs> my android wear watch as i have every single day there you go Yes, Mean's actually not wearing hers today because she hurt her. I hurt my wrist, and my watch is so big that well, like it makes it uncomfortable to oh, wear. Oh, his mean this jokes right themselves. You try to strap the tablet uh, to your wrist, and it's like, but, oh, I can't, I can't do this. But not this is th- willing l- listen, to put this any is how skin you... in the game. Let it be noted. This is. This is how you both can make it up to me for saying all those terrible things about Android Wear. You can just go through a list of all the awesome comments that we got back from the listeners saying, Yasmin, don't leave. Yasmin, you're amazing. Yasmin, you're my favorite co-host. Uh, Yasmin is awesome. I, you know, there's, there's a whole ongoing list there. You can just read Yasmin, me all the tweets. are you paying us $5 for each comment or for all <laughs> hey, comments hey, we hey, make? Hey, 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 That was not supposed to be read out loud. That Do you have my PayPal account number? <laughs> is it Thanks US dollars or Australian dollars? Because there's a big difference, Yasmin. <laughs> no, uh, I, did get, I did get some feedback from people. So thank you, Russell, for demanding that they send me nice, nice tweets. Um, yeah, you know, I, I was aware that you all recorded and I was, uh, ha- I was enjoying a nice drink out with my family uh, when I got a notification on Twitter, you know, that says, from Andy and then Russell, recorded the next material podcast with Rusty. We might have broken it. We better fix it before Yasmin gets back next week. And I was like, oh, goodness, pour me another drink. What just happened? And then uh, and then the next tweet was from Russell. It says, please email all complaints for this week's episode to Yasmin Evian. And maybe tell her how much you miss her. And please never leave us. So you got my, you got my heart racing there, there, there guys. Did you just well, mispronounce you Jasmine Evgen? Yeah. <laughs> Ronald, Ronald, <laughs> not today. I not today, can Ronald. show you the world, a whole new world. <laughs> Don't you, Don't you dare, dare close your eyes. Um, Yasmin, I, I have the perfect lead up to this. Uh, Paul sent us an email. This is one of our listeners. We have some apparently. The email is from time to time. It always ah. surprises me. I'm like, someone out there is not just downloading, they're pressing the play button as well. So he said, could you mention on, uh, sorry, on smartwatches, could you mention on a... Sh- I'm going to start this again. I'm going to move this over here. So Paul says, on smartwatches, could you mention on a show next how many advertisements for smartwatches you've encountered in your respective countries? He's saying because where he lives in Luxembourg, um, he's only really getting ads for the Apple Watch. He's never seen any ads for sort of any other smartwatches and things like that. And he's and I've heard this, this sort of voiced a lot. He's basically saying that, you know, Google can't be upset that their market share is so small considering the, the lack of advertising that they do. And to be fair to him, he's not saying, you know, okay, this is the only reason you, you sell things is you, you spend billions on advertising and suddenly you have a successful product. But I thought it was an interesting, you know, topic that I don't think I've ever, ever, ever seen an, an ad for any sort of Android Wear watch. In fact, anything outside of an Apple Watch, really. I don't know if either of you have in, in the States. I've certainly seen some Fitbit ads. I've certainly, I think I've seen a Samsung Gear ad but that's only because they tend to when they were, when they have a when they're when they're feeling unloved they buy out every advertising surface I'm serious uh, in Boston South Station which is your entry point if you're coming in by a, any sort of commuter rail or Amtrak and so you will walk in and it's like yeah so <laughs> they will be advertising everything so I don't know if that counts <laughs> well it's it's interesting because Samsung does a really good job of that they do the same thing in Australia in Sydney you go to the harbor and basically, if there's any new Samsung product about out, you don't have to wonder what it is. There's posters for it everywhere. But have you ever seen one from for Android Wear, Yasmin, anywhere? Uh, no, but see, that I'm a bad person to ask because I usually don't watch uh, TV like on the on the network when I watch ads and stuff. I, all my stuff is usually streamed uh, from Netflix and whatnot. Uh, but 
But there is a social media campaign that Android Wear has started, and they released this after the our episode launched last week. So I'm not saying that maybe it was uh, in response for all the terrible things you both said about them. Uh, Google, remember this. Remember this moment. Uh, but they, they started this Magic Minute project, uh, which pretty much was a campaign for they start the clock and they said, do something awesome for a minute. It's a magic minute, uh, magic minute project. And so people are just doing really cool stuff in a minute and they're using Android Wear to track that minute. But it's a, it's an interesting concept because they're not necessarily using Android Wear as in, hey, look at all the awesome stuff you can do on Android Wear for a minute. It's just like, look at all the awesome stuff you can do and you have an Android Wear watch. Um, I'm not exactly sure that this is the best campaign, but I want to say that at least they're trying. Like I... For me, them actually going out and reaching out to uh, influencers, that's what, you know, that's what they call people who are influential in these uh, circles to create some content in order for Android Wear, that tells me that they're not giving up on it. And I think they're ramping up for uh, 2.0. Uh, but no, in terms of just like actual ads, other than the, you know, the, the launch ads when like Android Wear first was launched, I haven't really seen a whole lot. Well, I don't think that there was ever any sign that they were giving up on it. Um, when we were talking last week, of course, we were just talking about the news that Motorola, uh, Motorola's head had basically said that, yeah, we're not killing it, but because we're not killing it either, if there are two different versions of the word killing it, uh, where because we are not killing it sales-wise, we are basically not going to announce any new hardware for the next year or so i mean uh, all the other makers they, they seem to be i think i think that they were uh, all of their marketing plans were really uh, hammered by uh, the slip the ship date of android wear 2.0 slipping under the year why uh, ship hardware that you don't know for a fact is going to run the new operating system and why not sell them under the big halo of all the pr that apple's excuse me that google's going to get and also let's not forget that uh, there's rumors bordering on fact uh, that uh, Google is preparing two Pixel watches. I assume they're going to be called Pixel because they're being manufactured. They're being made by Google. Uh, one is a larger one that's going to have uh, GPS and, and GSM. Uh, the other one's going to be a smaller one that will be less expensive and be more like the well, the watches that we have right now, although probably a little bit smarter. So it's not not dead at all, but everyone is going through that phase where even, even Apple... Uh, yes, they got lots of ads for uh, for the Apple Watch and a series of one where th you see a point of view shot of someone unwrapping an Apple Watch uh, 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 as a Christmas gift. But it's always, oh, now I'm going to go out and run, and oh no, I'm now I'm going to go out and cycle with it. Oh, and then you know, add three. It's all like it really. Whereas uh, when they rolled out the Apple Watch, they were eager to show, oh look, and now I'm going to I'm going to open my garage door with my watch, and look, you can see live video of my garage door opening and even like no, no big nerd no no bigger nerd in the room than me but i'm like why on earth would i care about doing that on my watch and now the whole message is about fitness 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 look tracking fitness look fact and, you know, that's because that's the message that people are responding to and I'm going to have two rebuttals to that. First, I think that is more of a sign of Motorola and what kind of place that Moto is currently. They're not in a position to really go out and start building products that they're, uh, quote unquote, not going to be like a sure, sure uh, win for them. Yes, they've created the modules and they, they kind of try to take some innovation uh, leaps out there. But in terms of really going out and doing really neat stuff, Moto doesn't seem like the company that's really stepping up the game. So for me, that was more of a sign of, the, of the place that Motorola is in. Um, but I will, I will add to this that uh, Google acquired Chronologics, and it is a smartwatch operating system to help improve Android Wear. Um, and the co-watch launch, th this is the watch that they had created, the company that was acquired. They launched just a few months ago in September. And the biggest feature is that it supported Amazon's Alexa digital assistant. It allowed users to use voice commands to do things like order pizza or get the latest weather reports. And I think that this is really kind of the future of where they're seeing Android Wear going. Um, I, I mean, if you see with Google Home and with Alexa, all these things are, po are pointing to voice command. And so if they're acquiring a company that was kind of uh, really building their entire watch ecosystem around the kind of the digital assistant, which was from Alexa, it makes me wonder, you know, what are they moving forward to in, in terms of Android Wear? You know, they, there was rumored that the Pixel would be the, 
the Pixel watches would be the first watches to run the Google Assistant. And I remember when the rumor first came, this was before the Pixel was announced. And, you know, we kind of understood that the Google Assistant is separate from Google Search. Uh, You know, there's like two different entities now. And I remember thinking, why in the world uh, is that is that going to be like a, a, a motive, not a motivational, but why is that going to be a selling point? Like, oh, it has a Google Assistant. Doesn't everything have Google search? I was so confused. But I think we're seeing this push for the Google Assistant. And I think that this might be a way to actually get, uh, you know, Android Wear sales up. Yeah, I, just a quick one. I, I don't know if I agree with you because that's all, the, all that Ooh, stuff okay. is stuff okay. that all that stuff is stuff that Android Wear already does right now. And it's not as though they they're stymied for how to get voice commands with a, with active assistance working. I mean, I, I did I read that article uh, of when it was when it became news in September, and the the articles themselves were pretty thin on why they were requiring it. Who knows? Maybe they just wanted personnel. Maybe they had some technology they wanted. I have no idea. But there's nothing that they could offer in that list that they didn't already have in house. I do like that for once we're disagreeing on something. I really like this uh-huh. dynamic. Ah, so I, I just want to clarify, I guess, my position is that I don't think Google's going to abandon Android Wear. I don't think the team's being disbanded. I don't think anything like that. I think it's it's full steam ahead. They're probably making new watches. Android Wear 2 is definitely in the works. You know, there's been developer previews and things. But I I just don't – I don't think there's, a, there's an immediate future for having basically a small phone strapped to my wrist. I think – Andy was kind of like a little bit onto this when he was saying that, you know, when Apple first came out, they're like, look, garage doors, look, you can do this, you can launch apps, you can do this. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of this for my watch. Like my phone does all this, it does it really well. And I think Fitbit really nailed it. You know, they, they're they like, here's a fitness tracker and it also tracks your heartbeat and it also tracks your sleep. And it's all these things that it kind of does passively on its own without you interacting with it. And they've remained super popular. You know, everyone predicted, oh, you know, Fitbit's dead, they're, they're doomed, the Apple Watch is here, the Android Wear Watch is here, like it's over. But I don't think either of those things has happened. And I wonder if if there's going to be a future for the wearable. Like, is it – I'm still not convinced that it's strapping apps to my wrist on, like, some big screen. I think it's, like, a small sort of elegant device that does, you know, fitness tracking and, and other sort of passive stuff like that. Mm. The, the, I mean, the only part of this discussion that I'm kind of clueless on is that I don't recall any time last week us saying that Android Wear was dead or dying, just that Motorola was backing off. And that this was a bad year for Android Wear, mostly because of the slipping date of uh, of Android Wear 2.0. I mean, this again, nobody, very few, very few people are, very few companies are that have invested in wearables. <clears throat> excuse me, our apps are really dumping it. It's more like, okay, we thought that this could be the next iPhone, and who doesn't want to be the maker of the next the next iPhone? It was more like, oh, we can be the next competitor for Fitbit, and instead of getting people to give us $12,000 for a solid gold gadget watch, we can hopefully get real people to give us $150 to $250 for a fitness tracker with really cool animated emojis. <laughs> I think, Andy, where this comes from is we may have been poking fun at Yasmin on Twitter saying that Android Wear was dead. I think we were just trying to get your attention, we, Yasmin. We were desperate Royal for we attention. Now. <laughs> I say we, you know, with the I we's in may, quotes. I'll have, to, I'll have to reach out to our editor to make sure, you know, if those exact words, maybe those exact words weren't said, but we understood the motive that you were trying to get out. Mr. Uh, Russell, you know, said that I don't see people looking at their smartwatch, uh, looking, you know, looking at their smartwatch and just spending all this time on these apps. And I was yelling at the speaker going, Russell, that's not the intention of of, of uh, smartwatches. You're not supposed to be staring at your of your smartwatch. You're supposed to, you know, have it have it on so it, it's at a glance and it pr- allows you to do some quick things. So I I think there's still a lot of things that Android Wear can do. I think the power of the Google Assistant and being able to bring more of the voice uh, integration and make it better is potentially going to be really key. And also it might mean smaller watches, so you don't need a giant screen uh, to help you with that so i of course am an advocate for android wear and i think i think it's gonna it's gonna come back to dotto and for those developers that are still very much interested in android wear 2.2.0 is they actually release a developer preview 4 which allows for authentication and in-app billing and more so i think i'm, I'm excited i'm excited so let's let's yeah. see what happens in the new year yeah, it's 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 all pretty good stuff, and really, it, what I said last week about uh, the Apple Watch, I think, also p- applies to Android Wear watches. Really, all they have to do to be successful is be cool watches, 
and I like my watch, even if it's just a cool timepiece that has fitness tracking. And so I'll, I'm definitely, I've got some uh, cash and an envelope taped to the bottom of my desk uh, for the Pixel watches whenever they come up. Um, speaking of, speaking of other Google products, now I, I want to say that if you're a fan of the Discovery Show Gold Rush, and you've been wondering how come you have not been getting new episodes, even though number one, uh, the Apple the the Apple Store the the iTunes Store has had these past Gold Rush. What is Andy talking about? I wonder. It's a it's a it's a TV show. It's a tele, it's a reality Gold show. Gold Rush follows that... miners who have risked it all for a chance to at the American Dream. Ooh. I was going to say that and sound all intelligent, but that's, that's fine. Um, yeah, it's, it's so the the uh, on the iTunes store they had like the past two two episodes week they drop week after week and as soon like the the morning after the show airs on cable you get it in your subscription folder you, if you bought the season as I had and doubly galling is that like every day you know, my my conduit to TV is the YouTube app. And because it's smart enough to know like the sort of stuff that I've been watching and paying for, it's galling that oh god, here is here is a bootleg version of the most recent episode where they speed it up just a little bit and like put it in a picture frame that's tilted a little bit so that the copyright bots can't spot it. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be getting like the full HD real version of this, and I don't want to click on this because it'll be like a crappy everyone sounding like chipmunks. Um, but I, thanks to me, or other factors that I don't I'm aware of, but my ego will say it was all me. I called the Google, Google Play customer service uh, late at night on Sunday, and then on Monday, the two missing episodes actually appeared, uh, which is a, a a way for you to uh, all to think that I'm far far more important and uh, and, uh, and and effective than I actually am, but also to remind you all that. Uh, we don't have access to a Google store where we can walk in and present a broken device or a piece of software we don't understand or just we need a, a bag of meat that we can yell at when something is not going our way. Uh, but if you go to support.google.com, there is support for every single thing that, that they, they, they make, every single thing that uh, piece of software that they have available. And you can – if you keep on clicking, you will find either uh, a – thing you can link click to where someone will call you from Google and help you out or any toll-free number you can call and someone will pick up and help you out uh, that's something that uh, I, I called it like 12 30 in the morning not to yell at anybody but thinking that well maybe they, they're not aware that this show hasn't drop for some reason and they'll catch a bug or you know email the right person and, and get that stuck out of the uh, uh out of the conveyor belt or whatever it is but i talked to a very very nice person and uh, and a very nice young woman who wasn't uh, <laughs> was a real person and she said well I, i'm gonna i'm gonna bring in someone else on this uh so and okay i've just i've just uh, sent 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 this person like a, a notice that she should come in on this call as so i think to, so uh she's not here yet but uh so uh was what's the weather like over there? And so we're just you know having a instead of <laughs> instead of hearing an instrumental version of like elevator version of afternoon delight on hold music, it's like oh 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 I used to well I used to live in Maine like in Brunswick so I don't know we don't get much I'm in New Mexico now so we don't get much snow it's like oh like suppose you don't get snow but you do get skin cancer oh yeah well it's a so it was like it was delightful. So just reminding people that if you don't get frustrated, get onto support.google.com and you will find someone who will actually help you uh, and, a, and is very well motivated to help you as well. And speaking of people that want to help you, Russell, there's someone that wants to help uh, all Le of us. Linode wants to help all of us, Yasmin, and they want to help our listeners. I, I think that's pretty darn generous. So this episode is brought to you by Linode. Uh, Linode is a combination of high-performance SSD Linux servers spread across eight data centers around the world, which makes them a fantastic solution for your server infrastructure. Uh, you can get a server up and running in under a minute with plans starting at just $10 a month, which now gets you two gigabytes of RAM. You'll be able to choose your resources, Linux distro, you know, it's, it's all there in a really simple admin area, just like I want this, 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 done. And then you're thinking, well, what kind of stuff can I use this for? Well, you could run your own private Git server, you can run SVN if you're really old school like that. You can host large databases. You can run a mail server. You can operate powerful applications. You can do so much more because you've got industry-leading native SSD storage and access to a 40-gigabit network. So basically all the power you need is right there. If you need some kind of server in the cloud and you're quite happy, you know, 
you don't want to manage all the hardware side of it. You know, Linode does a fantastic job of that. You just want to manage the software that goes on there. So as a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash material, that's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll get $20 towards your first Linode plan. And you'll also get a seven-day money-back guarantee. So literally nothing to lose here. Go to linode.com slash material to learn more, uh, sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use the promo code material20 at checkout. And this is something Yasmin got wrong during the week. She's like, what's the promo code? I need it for something. Is it material? I'm like, no, it's material20. Just remember the 20. And we want to thank Linode so for much. For $20 off. For $20 off. It, it almost makes sense. Uh, we want to thank <laughs> Linode so much for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Well, we we are going to get the watches that we want next year. Uh, if you had uh, $28,000 taped to the bottom of your desk to buy a Google self-driving car, yeah, if, uh, you can put that back in the college fund uh, for your kids and not tell them that you actually mortgaged part of their future to buy a happy-looking, buggy-sort-of-looking car. Uh, because, uh, are you Google... saying, Andy, that it costs way more? Way more than that? <laughs> There you go. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to take my headphones off now. I'll stop. I'll stop. So this morning, Google Google had a little had had a press event, and they've uh, they've laid out specifics on their self driving technology plans, and it's basically that they are creating a brand new company under the Alphabet umbrella called Waymo W A Y M O. Now, my initial joke was probably not as good as yours because mine was Deep Catalog. There is a a really good uh, uh, musical called Five Guys Named Mo. And the opening song is like there are five really brilliant singers. They just do they just sing for two hours. And there's Big Mo, there's Little Bitty Mo, there's Four Eyed Mo, there's Skinny One called Eat Mo. You know, they're all got guys named Mo. And so I made a joke about how you know when they revised it, they you know Four Eyed Mo is offensive to uh, to uh, to the vision impaired, so they renamed him Waymo, which is a bit a bit far to go for a Broadway <laughs> reference, but I'm the sort of person who will go for a Broadway reference. I, I respect uh, that yes. reference, Andy. I respect it. I never would have I got it, you. but I, I respect it. I, I I wouldn't have respected you if you had laughed at it even politely. So I just it just had it had to be done. You know, it's like sometimes you have that that flag that bit in your head that says joke needs to be said. And the only way to set that flag back to zero is to say the joke, no matter what the consequences. So <clears throat> I, think, I think that's that's very, very closely uh, tied to the dad gene, as uh, many children of dads who think that they're extremely funny can attest. But yes, uh, so uh, now it's a you know, Waymo. It's a brand new alphabet company. Essentially, the entire Google X uh, self-driving car team is now in this new company called Waymo. It's headed by uh, John Krafkick, who is the used to be the head of Google X's car project. Uh, and a lot, a lot of so there are a lot of signs of what this means for uh, for the technology and for Google. Uh, we've been talking off and on for the for months about how it seems as though the days of uh, Google manage Google managers coming up with really cool, interesting ideas and just play with ideas, be little butterflies of invention and engineering are like, okay, butterflies, now it's time for you to make that cash <laughs> register sing. So this is their their way of saying that guess what you are no longer <laughs> lumped in into other projects or other bets in our in our stock uh, uh, investor call we will now be able to tell people how much you have been eating in our money and how much you have been making back and so the, the, they light a they lit a fire under the team's butts now to make this technology into a viable project sometime in the next few years. Uh, so uh, they and obviously now the the shift seems to be away f- uh, away from making those cute adorable little <laughs> little uh, uh, Japanese anime style cars and making technology that can be put into uh, hardware that's being made by actual car makers uh, is part of the. Uh, Message today, uh, Kraftsick said, uh, we are a self-driving technology company. He said, we've been really clear that we are not a car company, although there's been some confusion at that point. Uh, he finished by saying, we are not in the business of making better cars. We're in the business of making better drivers. Uh, and as part of this, uh, we got some more data about uh, they just keep driving and driving and driving these things. Now they're up to 3 million miles of self-driving cars on real real roads. They've done over a billion miles in simulation uh, they've given uh, 10,000 rides to employees and guests. Uh, part of the, t- and it's gotten so sophisticated at this point that uh, they can, 
uh, while on public roads. They can pull over for emergency vehicles. They can detect and brake for squirrels and read hand signals from cops and construction workers. They know here's they know when to honk politely, saying, beep, beep, <laughs> just making sure you see me here as you're backing out, and when to blare, saying, hey, you damn blind to something! <laughs> Where'd you get your license from? You steal it from a real driver. <laughs> you can optional have the tough guy accent that's appropriate for whatever region you are. You'll have to go into the settings app to do that. Uh, but that's, that, that's that's pretty cool stuff. Uh, and as a part of the uh, show, <laughs> something that they know that would be really nice to write about. It's actually pretty cool. Uh, and to show what the point of this is, it's not just hey, I do, now I can instead of I, I can text and eat a subway sandwich while I'm while I'm commuting on my way to work. Uh, mm. They brought out somebody, one of the uh, the first civilian to drive to. They said drive in a completely empty <laughs> Google car, uh, self driving. And this was uh, a man who has lost his vision. He's uh, legally blind. And so he was t- telling his story about how, you know, he used to have full sight and then he gradually started to lose it. And being dependent on just friends and family to drive you around places or services that may or may not work, the ability to simply walk alone out of your house, walk into a car and be alone in that car and that car takes you to where you want to go just like you could do when you were 19, 20, 21 and you could drive yourself. That's the sort of stuff that really uh, – gives you back something intangible that you were really, really missing for a great number of years. So there are a lot of applications of this that we probably haven't uh, thought of in our quest to think about, oh, wouldn't it be cool to just put your luggage in a car and then have it drive you, to have it drive three days to, to, to your home instead of having to carry all this stuff? So good stuff. But we're, we're gonna, we're now we're going to have to see what Waymo actually makes of all this. Yeah, I, I remember seeing the cute koalas uh, driving around Mountain View. They were they were everywhere. So um, I guess it, it kind of makes sense. Now it's under the alphabet name and no longer under uh, under Google's, right? So so we'll see what happens next. I think there there is a lot to to say. What you were saying, Andy, is uh, as you get you know older and in some place and in some instances lose the ability to drive or it's not really that safe for you to continue driving um having something of this nature that can help you get around so you can still uh, be independent it would be really really useful and it would keep a lot of people safe so i i, I look forward to the self-driving car and i'm wondering uh i'm kind of wondering what that means for the rest of the self-driving cars from google cuz i know this one's a koala um but there we here in Arizona, that we're one of like the test sites for the self-driving car. So we see the Lexus one that that looks more like a like it's a bigger car. Um, it's like a crossover or whatever, uh, which is nice. So I don't, I wonder what if that if that means they're halting that testing or if they're still going to keep it here. The deal they made with uh, Fiat Chrysler to make a hundred uh, next generation cars that's still in place, uh, and I'm sure they're going to still. There's, there's, this is not the end of anything. This is just moving into a different lane, so to speak. Uh, and there's a lot more opportunities. Uh, the state of Michigan, for instance, just uh, uh, signed some signed some legislation and basically cleared the decks to allow not just Google, but pretty much anybody who wants to try to make a go of self driving cars come on to come on to Michigan. We just we we. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know why one state will say okay it's never really been tried before and it's terrifying but sure get some get some undriven driven cars on our public streets where our children might be playing but so there there's still going to be lots of opportunities there's still uh, it's, it's it's still one of those things where there's there's gold somewhere in this 10,000 acre field we just have to figure out where it is and how to dig it out and it's no one apple included seems to think that it's we will build our own tech company car and sell it to people directly yeah and i'll tell you as someone who's been driving for 17 years um, i'm overdriving i'm done so the the sooner this happens the better and i'll tell you who else needs this is my mum who the other day hit a wombat because apparently it just <gasps> popped out it just popped out that is almost <laughs> oh the most goodness. australian thing i could possibly <laughs> that think is. of because if she, cause, cause if she, it, a, if she hit a, a koala then she was definitely off-roading if she hit a kangaroo <laughs> the kangaroo would have walked over punched her lights out through the driver's door 
Oh, kangaroos. Oh, kangaroos are bad news. What they do is they they hang out on the side of the road sort of drinking water and stuff and then they see headlights, headlights and they're like, ooh, headlights and they basically jump straight into them. But wombats tend to be... Those things are huge. I don't know. Have you seen them in the US? They're like almost human-sized kind of like walking animals. They, they look like they're something out of the, you know, when the dinosaurs first died out and the mammals sort of started taking over. It looks like it, it kind of came from that era. But anyway, one just popped out. And I think if my mum had a, a driverless car, so, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't car. have, you know, maybe ended badly mm-hmm. for that wombat. I don't want to, if there's any kids listening, I don't want to tell you Aww. what happened. But the wombat has, is fine. It's doing well, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Next well, topic. It, it ain't, he ain't great, but well, yeah. Also, that that does remind me of another great thing. What from on my uh, when I was again going back to the airport uh, for my trip to LA a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, I someone who was at the conference who was also leaving the hotel at the same time uh, took off. Say, oh, oh, Andy, don't no, don't take the shuttle. I've got a cab. We'll, we'll take you right to the right to the airport. So, oh, that's very nice. And then he, we got to his gate first, and after saying our goodbyes, he did not open his door in a thoughtful way. And so as soon as he opened it, there was a big poof, and another taxi just basically ran right into the door, and. <laughs> I, I'm not. I did not, and he was completely unhurt. No one was uh, was hurt uh, apart from you know the door of, of the of, of the cab, and just to be able to think that my goodness, isn't this lovely? All I, I could just simply leave this car, and this is none of my business. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm. I'm going to still like. Uh, I'm going to stop to give the driver the five or ten bucks I was going to tip him anyway for taking me to the next like two next uh, two gates, but. I don't know. So, some robot <laughs> made a made a bad judgment, and I'm not liable for this. I'm not going to get sued for this. I don't have to argue with a very very angry cabbie. I can just say, okay, I, I can walk to the gate from here. <laughs> I t- I'll tell you who else this should make really happy. I was just thinking about this on the way to work the last few days. Is cyclists because let's face it, drivers aren't that good to cyclists. They're constantly trying to overtake them and squish them in and sort of drive past them too close and just generally ignoring them, you know, when pulling into places. But I guarantee you that the driverless car will know what a cyclist is and it will know how to avoid cyclists. It will know the correct distance to keep from cyclists. So I think if you're a cyclist, you know, this should be a future that you're really excited for. Like no more people on the road could, could be a very good thing for them. Well, also, if you're a cyclist, you might actually want to like you know, hire like a use your phone up to hire like a, a driverless car just to like be both a windbreak for you and a, and a traffic break for you. Just like be like that snowplow that makes sure that the UPS guy, UPS truck, like that's the car that, will, that that's the item that will smash into that door and not your face for two dollars and eight cents every five miles. That might be worth it. It's worth it. It's worth every life. Reproductive surgery. <laughs> yeah, I, I lived on a on a busy road that had like this curve when I was growing up in uh, high school, and there was a lot of cyclists that would get hit because people would just go like super fast down the curved road, which is a road I had to cross to get to my school bus. And yes, Yasmin uh, was hit, but she survived to live to tell the story. And it wouldn't have happened if we had the self driving cars, but but uh, you know, I survived, so it's good. But yeah, safety. Safety. That's Google, what, the, what the hell is that. wrong with you, Google? Why weren't you there to save yeah, Lily as me? <laughs> Come on, Google. This is jerks. This, this would make for you know in a superhero movie as me. This would make for the flashback thing that changed your whole perspective on life. You know, you were young, happy, like go lucky Yasmin, tragic accident, and suddenly you're like a supervillain or something. Like it's if Google was there, this, uh, this wouldn't yeah. happen. <laughs> It's one of those stories that you look back and you're like, oh, my goodness, I was an idiot. Why was I doing that and not just going to the crosswalk? (laughs) But uh, anyways, listeners, no jaywalking. Do not jaywalk. You may not live to tell your story. Uh, But speaking of things, there are Android things. Smart things. Smart things. Lots of things. (laughs) Smart Android things. Yasmin, uh, we have some news from Google there. They're... They're upset about the the driverless car thing. They're sorry they weren't there for young Yasmin, but they are planning for the future. They have a new thing. It's called Android Things. Um, I don't know if you remember a thing called Brillo. I don't think anyone really does, so apart from maybe developers oh, yeah, or someone the, the who Brillo attended pad. Google. Oh, yeah, the Brillo pad. That's what I used yeah, to, uh, pad. to clean. <laughs> <laughs> right there with your GIFs that uh, you also used to clean here in Australia. But um, it's, it's basically an overhaul of Brillo. So they're now rebranding it to Android Things. And the biggest sort of improvement developer-wise is now you can use all the standard Android development tools. So all the Android APIs that used to, the Google services, uh, you know, all the, the cloud backend sort of stuff that goes with it. And 
The other exciting thing, Yasmin, and this is important as we've sort of seen recently, is that they'll now be able to push OS updates and security updates directly to the devices, which I don't <gasps> yes. know if you remember, we've had a lot of incidents recently of like people's <laughs> cameras being taken over and used to like DDoS websites and it, just the thought of having something like that, you know, controls your door or potentially your lights or is, is hooked up to some kind of camera or microphone just being able to be, you know, remote controlled over the internet by an attacker, that's, that's kind of scary. And so it's kind of important in this, if we are going to go down this path to have that sort of thing built in, that's, that's pretty cool. And, of course, you've got all the usual stuff that they throw out, you know. You've got your locks and your, your blind. I think Andy's even put smart spice racks. Is that actually a thing, Andy? Can you have a smart spice rack? I think spice racks could be smarter. Sometimes you're, you're about, one that says, "Oh, wait, 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 that's that, that's the that's the sea salt. That's not the sugar." Or you, you sure you sure you want to use the truffle oil? I know that was part of that gift basket, but that's the first way to get chopped on that TV show. If you 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 use truffle oil on your plate, you know stuff like that. It'd be good if it told me when I was going a bit overboard because sometimes I do I do like spices and sometimes I, I I'll smell one and I'm like I wonder if this would go in here it could just be like uh-uh, you, you've already pulled out the, the chili flakes you can you can't have the paprika as well like those you can't have both choose one or the other Russell and then you would just have Google Home yell at you like you wouldn't even trigger it you would just lift up the spice and it would go <laughs> no, no, ah, no, 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 no 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 so sorry you got that next the nest uh, smoke detector and carbon monoxide detector it could say so the third time it happens you can it can say yeah you yeah, sure you, you want to use that celery salt it makes you so gassy russell oh so i, I have to ask i have to ask two things about Android and you do things. have that two-hour conference conference meeting at the, in the office tomorrow is that a good idea he does it's, it on purpose. It's the best idea. How, how else do you think you get to run the meeting by yourself? Um, two questions. The, the most obvious one is, uh, I know this is petty, but it's it's a rebranding of Brillo, which I think was a bit of a terrible name. Android Things, though, is that starting to get a bit sort of Microsofty to be like uh, Windows, Windows this, Windows this, Windows that. Everything is now Windows. I don't know. I see Android and a lot of things. Oh, I just said it. Android and a lot of things. But it's... Things. I mean, even just saying things like things. Wh- what is it? Things. Put in your house. Things. In- Android like, things. Internet of things. Yeah, but no. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting where where they go with the naming. Uh, you know, they had Chromecast, which then they changed to Googlecast, which now they've changed back to Chromecast. Um, and you have you know all the Android ecosystems and all this stuff. So it's interesting to to see how Google goes about naming things. Is it you know? Yeah, they. It's an interesting thing, kind of like it's the Google Home, not the Android Home, not the Chrome Home, <laughs> but Google Home. The, the second question I have and the most important question is, are, are these things ever going anywhere? Like Apple's got, you know, Apple Home or whatever it's called, something home. Samsung has home a kit. smart device. Yeah, that's the one, HomeKit. Um, Google has, you know, Brillo and now Android things. Before that, wasn't there something called Weave or something? I'm sure that's still around as well. Mm-hmm. But where, where are all these things going? Like it's it's all these different standards, no... The manufacturers haven't seemed to have settled on a standard. They're all still making their own standards at the same time. It just seems like now when you go shopping for smart things uh, is that the store <laughs> is full of things that just don't work together and they're just all different and, interfaces, all different controllers. And let's also, let's also point out that smart things is the trademark of Samsung's own home <laughs> automation, smart things, <laughs> smart devices uh, thing. Yeah, I see, I don't know. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't want uh, – some of this stuff is pretty insane, but I got to admit that the ability to just – just to turn to turn off lights as groups simply by calling out a, a light change is pretty awesome. It's, it takes me back to my glory days uh, in the uh, – as, as the AV director of the high school – and junior high school plays, just call it the light change and it happens. Um, and But uh, – and also, when you talk about the ability for uh, a home security system to work together with a, a home heating system, uh, there's just a lot you can do if you have these two systems talking to each other and trying to make smart decisions on your behalf. Um, I, I used to love absolutely having a smart tags, uh, just these RFID tags. So every time that I would simply dock my dock my my phone in my car. I wouldn't have to tell it that, oh, please turn off these features, turn on these features, automatically launch this app and put the phone into this mode. You realize how much effort you're spending on things that are 
you think that could be automated at this point and the ability to simply realize that look there's no motion in this room historically if andy has not entered uh and entered the 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 room where he keeps all of his packages and and boxes and packing materials if he has not entered this room by 2 p.m he's never going to enter that room so let's just turn off the heat in that room for the rest of the day and be aware if he's going to come back in but let's do that that way so well, yeah, it, but it does require a lot of faith. I'm not sure that people really want that faith, but people are. This is the holiday season where people are going to be visiting other people's homes and seeing that they are just saying, "Hey, Shlomo, turn on the turn on the lights in the in the living room," or, uh, uh, "Hey, hey, Guillermo, uh, play the latest episode of House of Cards on Netflix on the living room TV." And as you're walking into the room with a bowl of popcorn and a couple of beers, and oh. You can actually do that. Do you do you have like unpaid, underpaid people in the garage that are listening through a microphone and throwing switches? No, I gave one hundred thirty dollars to Google and they sent me this air freshener. Yeah, and it's actually an update that's in the Google Home uh, edition is now that you can add your Netflix account, link it up um, in there into the Google Home app. It's under your like more settings and it tells you videos and photos and it gives you an option to link up Netflix. Uh, you currently can't use it. It's, you still can't use the Netflix functionality. So it's the ability to play any, to cast any Netflix show onto, the, onto your uh, Chromecast device. But you can link it so you can set it up so when it actually does get finalized. Uh, but they also added the Google Home, the Google Photos um, ex- extension that allows you to send your Google Photos over to the Chromecast, which I was able to do, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, it, it's actually one of the things that when Google Home was first announced, I was pretty excited about, like, oh, you're going to be able to throw stuff to the Chromecast. Like, this is going to be amazing. Um, and then it was like, I, I remember one of the first things I tried to do was say, hey, material, you know, show me pictures of my daughter on the on on the living room. And then I was like, sorry, I can't show you pictures right now. And I was like, seriously, come on. This was one of the things that you uh, supposedly were going to launch with. But now I was able to do it. I did it this uh, morning. So it's pretty awesome. It just, it just sends a slideshow of your photos and you could ask it for different things. So if you ask it for your daughter's pictures or um, your friends or a birthday party, it will use all that awesome machine learning capabilities and start a slideshow on the Chromecast. So it's pretty neat. I can't wait to be able to do that with Netflix. I'm so excited. I think the the only thing that will be kind of um, an issue with the Chromecast being able to like Chromecast a show is that sometimes you want to pause something or you want to, you know, rewind it 30 seconds or, and I'm sure that you'll be able to do that with voice, but it's going to be a heck of a lot annoying than just getting a remote to hit the pause button on. So um, yeah, that, that will be interesting to, to see how people navigate that. But just being able to say when I'm tired and my daughter can't get us, you know, one of the entertainment systems set up, Hey material, play my little pony on the living room. Thank you. (laughs) And then it just magically starts working. That would be awesome. Well, even just to have a, a brief conversation and just be, as 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 I'm as I'm waking up and sort of wiping the Sandman's dust out of my eyes, just say, okay, is there was there a new ep- is there a new episode of, of Gold Rush? Yes, there is. Play it on the bedroom TV, and I just get to spend the next forty two minutes not doing work and not getting out of bed. That that's the sort of stuff we want for for stuff like you're in the you're on the sofa and you're really into the the, the heavy metal of, of of TV watching. Yeah, of course you want to have a good remote in your hand and just flick the pause button, flick the fast forward and rewind stuff. But uh, I mean, it, I was watching a video uh, just uh, slightly shortly shortly before the show, in which it had French subtitles. And then I didn't realize until I went to turn them off so I could uh, so I could not be have things covered up that, oh, those were automatically generated for some reason. Because I think because the thing originated in France or the poster, uh, person who posted was in France, it just simply analyzed the soundtrack and ter- converted it all into French uh, as you went along. And so when you have that ability to – imagine you have the ability to say, hey, on, uh, the, on CBS Evening News, did they talk about the Boston Red Sox at all? said yes there were two minutes of stories about the boston red sox great you play that on the on the chromecast it's pretty cool i mean we're we're making i'm making the 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 fool's mistake of 
<laughs> taking the actual real thing and the few features that are in there right now and getting excited about features that are eminently logical and rational but have not even been announced yet but there's a lot of potential here that i hope google eventually converts on yeah yeah i i often wonder andy if there's some uh, product development people who listen to our show they're like stop andy stop we have enough work to do we don't need to hook up these things as well we we understand that it's only a few logical leaps forward but please please stop <laughs> speaking of which by the way um uh since we recorded last week's show uh, Google Home, so the assistant part of Google Home is now open to developers. So there's an amazing video if you care about this stuff on the announcement site they did where they basically walk you through how the conversations part of it works because as, as you can imagine, you're talking to a Google Home. You don't say, you, you don't talk to it like in a command sort of function. You don't, you're not like Pocket Casts, play, episode name, X, do, Y. It's just you ask it a sentence. <laughs> you're like, hey, I'd like to do this, uh, you know, blah, 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 and you, you're talking to it and suddenly you have a sentence and I guess the easiest thing in the world for Google to, uh, to for them to have done would have been like, here, developers, here's a sentence. Good luck with that. But, of course, they've, they've gone one step better. So they have this entire website. I think it's something.io, ACT.io or something like that, um, where basically you can, you can parse the entire sentence. So they're like, all right, here are the action words. Here's uh, this topic domain that you've told us about. And if you, you train it a little bit, so you give it some sample phrases, you um, give it some keywords. So, for example, for our app, it could be podcast and then it could be names of podcasts and things like that. And then their API will recognize all this and it will give it back to you in a structured way. It will say, yes, the user said this big, long sort of you know string of words, but here they mentioned something that's a podcast. Here's something that's probably the podcast name. Here's the action that they want to take. It's, it's a really cool API. I mean, I... I haven't seen stuff like this before. It's probably out there, but just seeing it simplified like that and just for them to give you the ability to go into the web console and just say, here, just type in a phrase and we'll tell you based on your current settings exactly how we'll parse this phrase is, is super handy. Like that's, I'm kind of excited to see where that goes because for those that don't know, Android has had voice commands for a while now. I think they've been out for two or three years, but the things you can actually do with them are very limited because parsing the stuff that comes out of them has been so hard. It's just like... Yeah, the user asked all this stuff and they clearly directed it at your app. Like, good luck with that. Whereas this seems to be the next evolution of that. It's like, no, no, we'll, we'll help you out with that bit so that users get, I guess, a consistent experience across all their apps. So I'm, I'm super excited about, you know, seeing what, I guess, what we can do with this and what other developers can do with this and, yeah, what it leads to, like, in, in the future of our apps. So, of course, you know, I have to ask, <laughs> is Pocket Cast working on an integration Oh, Google Assistant. Uh, we are exploring the idea. The the only this is not really a downside. This is a, a technical implementation of how this has to work. The only thing is, we now need a server somewhere in the cloud that knows all about you and is somehow linked to your Google account. So this is something that we mm. haven't done in the past. So at the moment, we have mm. be, because we launched before there was such a thing as a Google account that you could use. Uh, we let people set up their own account. So you basically put in your password, you put in like a, an email address, and now that's your account. So we need some way to link that back to your Google account, and then we need another way to have a server somewhere that's like, yep, I know what Yasmin, like what podcast Yasmin, you know, listens to. I know the one she's listened to recently. If she says, you know, play the last thing that that I was playing, I know what that is. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of infrastructure we have to put in place, but I think it's exciting enough that it, that it might be worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Just again, just the ability to, as I'm strapping on my, strapping on my bike helmet, to say, okay, Guillermo. Uh, where, who are the guests on last week's episodes of Fresh Air? And then it was bop, 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 bop. oh, can you play the Bruce Springsteen episode, and that's what it gets me. Instead of, and I can do that right now by tapping some buttons and scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. But the ability to do an overlapping action as if I've got someone who's looking out for me who can just do things for me—that's uh, the difference between spending nine hundred dollars on an Apple phone and spending nine hundred dollars on a Google phone. If that works well on one and not the other. Yeah, this this really comes home to me, Andy, every time I make a calendar appointment. And this is the most quintessential example of this to me. I don't really particularly like talking to my phone, especially not in a crowded place, but the amount of taps on both iOS and Android that it takes to create the simplest calendar appointment that you could just yeah. you could speak to your phone, it's the one place where I guess or one of many places that the speech interface really shines is it is way easier to just say, hey, you know, 2 p.m. next Sunday with this person at this place than to try and tap that into 12 individual fields and then hit save and then hit reminders and all the other stuff. It's 
it's the one thing I'm excited for for speech interfaces is that the stuff that they can do way better than, you know, tapping on something or typing it in. And that's the place that you want to see, you know, companies like Google pushing that stuff. And the, the, and the best part is when it can do things like at, at the usual place. Yeah. And it figures out that, <laughs> oh, we know, we know where he meets up with Mike. So, well, I'll, I'll put the address of this diner. Uh, God, again. Speculation, 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 <laughs> but such rational speculation. Make it, ship it. Yeah, that's uh, yes. I I want more Google Actions to take hold so that I can u- utilize them, and uh, you know, so this Google Home right here can be happy. <laughs> no one can see that I'm petting my Google Home right now. Every time but, you um, lift that up, Yasmin, it is always smaller than I think it is. Just like it is so little. No, I know. I, I did see I did see a tweet of uh, Andy over the week saying, "Oh, look, the Google Home is on sale for thirty bucks." Oh, wait, no, it's just an air freshener. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that the was, funny that was part by is, the way, I, my actual thought when I was scrolling through the Amazon deals of the day. <laughs> saying, oh, I didn't think they were even selling. Oh, it is an air freshener. It's an air okay. freshener. Uh, no, no jokes. I actually like did send this when the Google Home was first announced to someone who shall not be named, but listens to the show, and they're like, and I was like, what color are you gonna get? And they're like, oh, is it different scents? It's air freshener. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, 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 the, you know the Google Home, but it was, uh, it was, it was pretty funny because they literally thought it was an air freshener. Um. <laughs> I just know I, I got I, 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 synaptic misfiring has just uh, informed me for the first time since I've seen the shape of Google Home that it actually looks like the bottom. You know, I dream of genie. It kind of yes. looks like the bottom part of of I dream of genie's bottle. And a great aftermarket item would be like a purple, like replaceable base for the, and then like a little like plastic genie bottle top, and they say genie. <laughs> Do I have an appointment? What's the weather tomorrow? Oh, being able to change, if someone can find a way to just change the trigger uh, activation word for Google Home, I, this will make my life better. I don't know if they can do that via the, the API, uh, but that would be amazing. And uh, also, Russell, it looks like you bought the Google Wi-Fi base solely on Andy's recommendation. So welcome to the the world of connected Google Wi-Fi and OnHub uh, devices. Yes, there. The, you talked about the update last week of the Google or not. What do they call it now? <laughs> What's the, the Wi-Fi app? It was the OnHub app Google, and now it's Google called Home, the Google Wi-Fi. Literally, it's called Google, Google Wi-Fi. <laughs> app and it controls google's wi-fi I knew it was and also google something <laughs> it was it was google it was on hub before and then they rebranded it as google wi-fi so it could work with their wi-fi devices and then also thankfully it still works for on hub so fyi if you have an on hub device you did get the software updates uh like the ability to restrict some devices from like parents being like hey tablets no no one use the tablet for for between one for two hours or whatever. Um, and also uh, a quick, a quick note, I think you did mention this, Andy, where you could control like your Philips Hue lights uh, if you were connected to the Google Wi-Fi, which is pretty cool. So I think that's one of the things that's really neat because when I mean, you're saying when you go to different people's houses and they have all these smart devices, sometimes people are just like, all right, how do I turn on the lights? Like, I just, <laughs> I just want to turn on the light. Where is the switch? Uh, but if they have a, a, just any smart device or any like thing with a browser, they could go in there and start controlling your Philips Hue lights. So remember that as you're going over to different people's houses and they let you connect on Wi-Fi. Hopefully, hopefully they have Google Wi-Fi control the house. Um, quick, I just want to give a quick update that I received the Android 7.1.1. <laughs> Update to Pixel 7.1.1.1.1. Russell's shaking his fist at me. But the cool update about this one is that it added a new move, which allows you to lift your phone for ambient display. Yay! This has been something that's been like my biggest pet peeve of not having it. (gasps) No, you've been lied to, Russell. It says I'm up to date, yes, man. I trust Google. They wouldn't lie to me. (laughs) They wouldn't lie to you. I want to say one thing that's actually really, really cool that they added in this update. Uh, My husband was actually complaining to me uh, about this in the week, and he he was saying, how do I get Google to stop playing notifications when I'm on the call on the phone? So one annoying thing that you may not know is that if you are on a phone call and you get a text message, 
it will start like buzzing your phone while you're on the call, which can actually be really, really annoying. I'm like, who in the world wants to get like this loud notification when they're on the phone? Well, thankfully, in the 7.1.1 update, uh, at least to the Pixel phones, it automatically switches your phone to do not disturb during calls so that you don't have to get buzzed while you're on the phone and then act and then it turns off. Uh, once you end the call. So that's actually really cool. And I hope that comes out to all the Nexus devices and other devices because, yeah, that's annoying. It's really annoying. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be buzzed on a call, that's fine. You, you can be buzzed while you're on the call, but you don't want your phone buzzing. It's it's very simple. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in another week. Uh, Andy, where can people find you and connect with you online? Uh, when I... Uh meander about technology for pay you can go to suntimes.com but if you can spell my last name i-h-n as in nancy a-t as in tom k-o uh you can find me on uh, twitter you can find me on instagram and you can find my website at anatgo.com and ronald where can people find you well jasmine they can find me at rusty uh-huh. shelf on twitter is the best place and they can also find me refreshing all my amazon orders just hoping they ship soon come on amazon ship the stuff you can do it <laughs> And you can find me at, at Yasmeen Evian on Twitter. Um, and I want to I want to thank all the listeners that reached out about employment opportunities. Like I, I mentioned on Twitter that I was furloughed and I had um, actually just an overwhelming amount of support from the listeners. Um, and so anyways, I just want to say thank you. Like that was really kind. A lot of people were like, I'm going to reach out and see if my, my job means a UX designer or they connected me with other people and made introductions. Um, so thank you. And there was even uh, some people who said, oh, I wish I could help you out in some ways and then later came back and said you know what i can help we are supporting uh, i'm supporting material podcasts uh so anyways i just want to say thank you like the support it's just been overwhelming so thanks thanks everyone it's a it's nice you guys are all nice y'all not y'all you guys and gals Social social media gets a gets a black eye for very good reasons but the ability for a lot of nice people to say oh man that sucks that's all you want to hear in that. Okay, you, all you want to hear is I have a great job for you. You're, you're, you're <laughs> much better than the old one. But the second best thing is just, oh, man, that sucks. Yeah, it, yeah. So uh, people have just been super, super awesome. I just i am floored by everyone's generosity and just uh, kindness. But, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not so sure that these people are really thinking from the bottom of their hearts they want to help us. I think what's really happening is here – Oh my goodness, if we don't find Yasmina a job, she's no longer going to be able to buy Google and Android products or Android things. And how in the world are we going to know if we should be buying money on these products? So really, I think it's a selfish thing. They just want me to continue buying more more stuff and reviewing it on the show. Mm. Or, or <laughs> this is a cue to, I mean, everyone, everyone at Google who's been like, when, oh, uh, right. when, 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 when Yasmin was flush, <laughs> she was rolling in like free burritos and all kinds of stuff. Now, goodness gracious, she's a parent. She's a parent. She's a parent. And suddenly in right a one income household, right before the college, right you know, <laughs> trying to pay the, the home oil, the heating oil bill in her home in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, exactly that, if, that's, if that's not worth at least five or nine pixel phones that she could then put on ebay i don't know what is <laughs> listen listen this is the episode this marks the episode yasmin stops begging for burritos and starts begging for a job at google <laughs> hey google hey, if you're out there we've got some talented ux designers we I've, want upped, to, uh... I've, I've, I've had to up my, my <laughs> i've had to up my request you know what, the Yasmin, can I, only feed me so far i'll be shocked if there's not someone listening to the show inside the googleplex who could actually you know reach out and offer you that job so <gasps> do it just do it. Ooh, do it. Just, just do it. Just do Unless, it. of course, Google doesn't reach out to, doesn't want to hire the best and the brightest. That they're more contented. <laughs> whoever answers the Craigslist ad and can fit into the jumpsuit. <laughs> so I know, I, know, I know Google that collectively I'm putting you on the spot. That if you don't offer on, her a job, that will be the topic of a future show. Not the next one, not the one after that. I understand you might have to figure out and what the best positions. Thanks going to, to be. our show, Yasmin knows the answer to what would happen if you're shrunk and put into a blender. Like, how do you get out? It's, it's yeah. But I already got that interview question done and dust. I already got that. And, and also, yeah, and that also how, question how, set. How many high level, like uh, really shockingly senior Google executives have been on the show that now you can actually put on the application as a reference? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I talked to that person on that team. Yes. <laughs> Actually, uh, there's I'm, I'm LinkedIn connected to a lot of people since I still stole my phone and 
requested to be connected to LinkedIn. You're welcome. See, so it's a time like these, Yasmin. I was looking out for you. You just were looking out for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. You can find us on Twitter at Material Podcast. Find us on the web at relay.fm forward slash material. And send us feedback. Feed, feedback. Feedback. Mm, feedback. I don't want to feed the woman no. needs protein, Google. How <laughs> many on, free burritos can you stuff down your yaws before sending one her way? They did, you know, they did answer the call. They had those, uh, if you texted an emoji of a food emoji item to oh, Google's Twitter account, they sent you are simple and burritos few. nearby. Listen, listen, <laughs> she's calling to you. <laughs> Feed the birds. Top ends up Toppins, 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 oh, <laughs> That was wonderful. That was wonderful. Andy, I'm just going to need you to come to sing to all of my interviews. That's just what's going to have to happen. Done. 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 Sold. I'm right, not stopping thinks- singing and leaving this room until you have an offer letter. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that to yourself, Andy. Don't do it to yourself. I mean, Google, you can only you can save Andy, Google. There's two people. I save yourselves. Here, you know? That's that, save that was that was me like, you know, <laughs> trying to class it up a little bit. I know I could do I could do like the musical armpit thing. Oh, no. It's it stops being funny after four and a half minutes. I, I promise time you. Time to end. Until next time, listeners, stay in material.